Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales success. As always, I am here with Mr. Phil Justin, Mr. Graham Jones, and I am Simon Hazeldean. And in this episode, we are looking at what are the priorities for you when you are a new sales manager. So the, the context for this is you were a salesperson, you've now been promoted to be the sales manager. Also, there will be a lot of tips in here for some of the more experienced sales managers if you take over a new sales team. There's always something to learn. Uh, pretty challenging job being a sales manager, I would have to say. So, you have been promoted, you've been told you are the sales manager, you've had the confirmation letter from Human Resources, your <laughs> business cards now say Simon Hazeldean sales manager rather than sales person what should I be doing Graham well first of all as you've mentioned me if my business card says Simon Hazeldean uh, the first job I need to do is get my business cards changed <laughs> change my proper name <laughs> but I'm saying there's something wrong with my name <laughs> well, for me yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so you don't no, you don't have to have Simon Hazeldean on your business card. Thank you for regardless pointing. Regardless of what your name is. Thank Only you for if your name is Great. Simon Hazeldean do you need that on your business card. <laughs> yes. So other than that minor practical issue, I think, I think the most important thing is that you've got to realise that you're doing a different job. You're doing a different role. You're no longer a salesperson. You might have been salesperson of the year last year. You might have been top of the sales heap for several years. And that may be why you have been promoted, because you're clearly very good at this. And now you're doing something different. And so you've got to forget you're a salesperson. You're taking on a different role. You're now managing other people. That's an entirely different task to going out there and selling. And so that I think the most important thing is to get your head around the fact that the role you've got has changed and that you're no longer a salesperson, you're no longer out there practically selling, you are there looking after the people who sell. So your role has changed dramatically, and often you hear of you know salespeople who are managed by a new sales manager then complaining the sales manager is trying to do their job for them and saying well I wouldn't do it this way this is what you know watch me and and learn from me kind of thing and they're back to selling again rather than letting the salesperson sell. So rule number one: forget you're a salesperson because you're I'm, now a manager. You have to make that shift I think to understanding the value of managing as an yeah. activity, planning, organising, controlling, yeah. motivating, developing people. It is the probably the single single biggest recruitment mistake is to automatically make your number one salesperson your sales manager. Yep. You know, because you often end up with a not very good sales manager and you've now lost your number one sales producer. So, because like Graham says, two different jobs, two different skill sets, got to make make that shift. So, um, I have my job title card now it says Graham Jones sales manager on it which is a bit awkward for me because I'm you are no longer confused I'm confused confused of corn I love for Leicestershire Uh, where would you go next Mr Jesse Uh, I would say that um, a lot of sales managers when they are newly promoted tend to rush around looking a little bit stressy and urgent 
and I would encourage people to press the pause button for a while and do a little bit of research. Mm. You're really after three things. What are the facts, what are the figures, and what are the feelings? This is a time, maybe, to carry out a SWOT analysis on the state of the team that you've inherited yeah. and the business that you've inherited. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities? What are the threats? Have a look at the data on the system. Have a look at the product mix, the market mix, and all of those good things that are visible on the system. And when we talk about feelings, maybe that is the time to mount a customer research exercise, or at least to dig out the results of the last customer research and learn and listen about stuff before you go rushing out with new ideas or new policies. Fantastic, and I think it's it's you know when I certainly what I've done historically is I want to get under the skin of the numbers. I want to have a look, see where the business is coming from, see which of the salespeople is producing the most, and so on and so forth. So really, kind of like you say, understand those facts and figures. And then I think where we are, you know, my point three, I suppose, is you've got to get out with your people and and see what you've got. Um, so John John Adair, who's a great writer and an authority on the subject of leadership, has a model that says that really great managers and leaders focus on three things on an ongoing basis: so team, task, and individual. So Phil's is probably you know, the previous points around, what's the task? How are we doing against the delivery of the numbers? Then I want to go out and I'll see each individual person in my team, where they are, and also understand, does the team work effectively together? Now, they don't necessarily have to be a fantastically effective team relying on each other because they're individual contributors but you do want them to be able to work successfully and dynamics across share best practices help each other out etc so i would get out there and have a look and see what i've got it's, it's about being a leader not a boss isn't absolutely it? absolutely i want to i want to you know it's 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 understanding what what where we are now where does this team need to be and have a look and look look through who's your who are your key people uh, also, you know, make sure you've not got people who are unhappy, who may be looking for another job. And I said, yeah. have the conversations with them and just listen, as we would with our customers, listen to your people, what's working, what's not working, so on and so forth. But I think you've just got to, early days, because you've got to remember, they're probably quite nervous because they've now got a new boss. Mm. So they want to get mm. to know you. I want to get to know you mm. so get out there spend as much time as possible in the trenches with the people seeing, mm. seeing what's going on uh, and then point number four Phil was was yours I think yes um, another thing I think that uh, many new sales managers will do is to go too early for wacky new ideas largely to stamp their own personality mm. on to the team rather than the previous managers um, I would encourage a different approach. I think it's about fixing the things that are not working and do that first. Then it's about developing the things that are working and making them better or at least multiplying those good ideas across the, the business, across the team. Uh, and thirdly and finally, getting innovative mm. for the future, having fixed the obvious and develop things that are already working. So fix, develop, innovate would be my suggestion to the listener. Because I think then from a, from a point of being of your, your salespeople, you're sorting out some of the problems that they've had, that's gonna win you 
points, yeah. they're going to like that. And then also, I think you're recognising what they're doing well. Because mm. that often is the nervousness. In comes new boss and just discounts everything we've done previously. Therefore, they're not going to be very supportive of any, of any yeah. innovations that you that you that you're making. So certainly. And then Graham, um, point five was was yours. Yeah, you see, that once you've you've been out with your people, you you've worked out what problems need fixing, and now you've got to try and fix those problems, whatever those problems might be. And one of those things might be that you recognise that some of your sales team need to do things slightly differently. And if we tell them what to do, they won't do it. And they will you know, dig their heels in and, and not change. And so what we need to do is coach them to make those changes. And the problem is that coaching is a very specialised skill. And it's not something that uh, you know, you'll necessarily have as a salesperson promoted into sales manager. You need to learn how to be a coach. So the, I think the next thing is you've got to develop your sales team. You've got to learn how to coach them, support them, look after them. When we look at why do people leave their job, the number one reason people leave a sales job is not for better money or for anything else. It's because they had less autonomy in their role. And so we like jobs that give us autonomy, that makes us want to do work on our own, do the things that we want to do without a boss telling us what to do. So if you take over as a sales manager and you become a boss telling them what to do, you're increasing the likelihood that your team will leave or will want to leave and therefore will not perform as well. But if you coach them and help them develop, they will then see that as positive and they're more likely to stay and they're more likely to do, perform better. So actually a sales manager needs to become a coach to help people do the best they can. Yeah. I'll, I'll always remember the Anita Roddick comment that good coaches provide light, not heat. Yeah. Ah, yes. And nice. A very, very successful entrepreneur there, Body Shop. I think that's a probably testament to 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 some of the coaching activity probably that she that she did. And I think uh, I think the book is Coaching for Performance. I think is the title. Sir John Whitmore is not a bad book to start your uh, yeah. coaching coaching learning. And we will be recording some future episodes around coaching salespeople specifically yeah. on the on the sales chat show um, because research from McKinsey shows that in high complexity jobs and selling is usually a reasonably high complexity job uh, employee productivity more than doubles when when managers are being proactive yeah. coaches so you know there is such a lot of evidence and data to support coaching as a managerial style and as a managerial practice um, and let's not forget the value of face-to-face -face coaching absolutely. as opposed to electronic yeah coaching yeah. which I guess is the temptation these yeah. days with Skype calls or whatever, but it's really of about course. the flesh and blood contact. Absolutely, I know that's going to be a challenge for some people who may be covering, you know, international teams or, or teams yeah. in very large countries, very large geographies. You're not always going to be able to do that, um, and then in which case things like video conferencing over Skype for business or whatever or Zoom is the next is the next yeah. best thing. But you cannot beat being out there with your people right. in the trenches. It, yeah. it provides them with support, guidance, challenge, motive, motivation, etc. So get your coaching, get your coaching brushed up and uh, if you're a super coach you'll probably be a super sales manager. Um, because I mean the, the, the seventh point is for me is is fascinating piece of research from MIT it came from originally that 80 to 90 percent of employees behavior is dictated by what their managers pay attention to, monitor, reward and control. 
the personal role modeling the manager provides and coaching and also how the manager responds to critical incidents which in sales world would probably be the loss of a significant customer so if if the manager then starts the blame game mm -hmm. rather than what can we learn from it that tells the salespeople a lot about the person's true character so fundamentally 80 to 90 percent of your people salespeople's behavior is driven by your behavior what you pay attention to they pay attention to the standards you adopt are the standards that they adopt so you know, you can't criticise them for being badly organised for a customer meeting if you were badly organised for the day you're spending out in the field. Yeah, yeah, because they're the fastest way to, de to demotivate people. Yeah, those managers who are do as I say, not do as I do managers are yeah. managers who fail. I mean, my first sales, sales management job, the company had very rigorous standards about dress code and what had to be done and so on, and cars, because the cars were visible on customers' premises, they had to be reasonably clean on the outside, not a mess, the end of a working week, but they wanted them to look pristine, which guess means your sales manager's car has to be the same. I yeah. can't criticise someone for that if I'm not doing it, not doing it sure. myself. So, you know, then you have authenticity, I think, and integrity. You know, your enthusiasm for the products yeah. and services, those, those, are the, those are the sort of things that will kind of light those fires and inspire them. Or totally demotivate them if you start the finger wagging, do as yeah. I yeah. do as I yeah. say, not as not as I do. Yeah. So I say tough tough could be a tough challenging job being a sales manager. It can also be uh, and often is an incredibly rewarding and exciting uh, job. So we hope that those kind of seven areas tips give you some food for thought. So from everyone here at the sales chat show, you know, congratulations on your new promotion to, to being a sales manager. Sorry that you don't have Simon Hazeldean's name on your business card. Um, Might be a sure, blessing. I think it's probably a blessing. Um, we just Everyone here would just like to wish you good luck and good management of your sales teams. Thank you very much. have been listening to an episode of the sales chat show to stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success please visit saleschatshow.com thank you very much for listening to this episode and from everyone here at the sales chat show we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling <laughs>